Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Of course, it is Wednesday, so it's time for your listener questions. And Scotty G joins me, and we recorded this one just a bit early because, of course, we are down at Walt Disney World for Marathon Weekend 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope your year is off to a great start. Today, we get some great questions, and we go into quite a lengthy discussion about is it better to take the long yearly vacation with families and just uh, see Walt Disney World maybe once a year, once every 18 months with taking time off from work and the cost of flights and keeping the magic alive? Or is it better to take trips, you know, short trips two, three times a year? We get into all the uh, pros and cons of each on today's show. We also talk about magic bands. When is uh, too old for an old magic band? When should you upgrade? Things like that. We also talk about Festival of the Arts. Things not to miss uh, for a first timer and, and other things on today's show. So, hope you enjoy today's podcast. Don't forget our show brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It really helps us out if you just click through that one extra click every time you purchase something on Amazon. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons. You make all these shows possible. Just uh, support us. $5 a month is all it takes, and you get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. We sure appreciate it. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2415 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you are doing well and settling into 2024. Back in the day, we'd say, are you still writing 2023 on those checks? But that would date me, so I'm not going to do that. But hey. It's one of those days, it's that day of the year again where I say welcome to Marathon Weekend blank this year, 2024. So shout out to everybody headed down to Walt Disney World checking in today and uh, hope to see everybody over at the Expo over at Disney's Wide World of Sports. So if you see me, please say hello because I am so non-observant. I can walk right past people that are lizards and not even notice. My wife says that I have a, a problem and I do. I mean, I'm just... I don't know if it's that I'm not observant and that's probably it, but please say hi to me. I'm tall. I'm easy to notice. I, I stick out like a sore thumb and I don't dress well. So, and I'm always in athletic gear, so easy to find. So say, Hey, if you see me over there at the expo, we're getting ready to get it going for 48.6 miles. Everybody running dopey, people running goofy, people running the 5k, the 10k, the half marathon, the full marathon, and the same people who are just down there on vacation, not running a lick. You're the smartest of us all. So, hey, hope to see you down there. But today, my good friend's joining me who's already been at Walt Disney World for a good amount of time, and he's on a little thing called vacation, Scotty G. But he's got to turn the corner here because I think you're going to do some of the races. What's up, Scotty G? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mike. Um, I will start that. I actually still write like 10 to like a dozen checks a year, <laughs> believe it or not. Like, So it's weird. Like our, our water and sewer sewage for East Lansing, Checks only is accepted. really, and wow. that's a quarterly payment. So I got to pay four of those. I got an HOA payment. I have to do, I have to pay the tax bill via check. And then, um, 
sometimes for like school stuff, some band booster things and stuff like that, they only accept checks. So isn't that weird? So I got to keep the checkbook around still. I, you know, like I have it, it's actually right here in, in my drawer, right, right beside me, but I do e-checks, right? Where you gotta, you gotta use like the routing number and the check number, but you don't physically like do a yeah. check. So no, I still sign a physical check like <laughs> a dozen times a year. <laughs> Wow. Hey, I kind of like that though. Like it's kind of old school. I, I know it is. That, it is. You know? I mean, you should actually go to the grocery store next week and just like, uh, you know, in the line, just slow it up by just filling out right. a check. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. I know we're recording this early, but I will say like, I hope New Year's was a blast. Like it's one of my favorite experiences of all time is be at Epcot on New Year's Eve. I, everyone I talk to, like always at work, like thinks I'm nuts. Like, isn't it really crowded there? Like that time of year and all that? Like, yes, it is crowded, but man, I just can't explain it. You know, it's like, it's so fun. I had to explain it like on this long conference call today, how great it is being that new year's Eve at Epcot. And, um, I will, I can say with confidence that it did not disappoint. So, we, I mean, we're not trying to trick anybody. Everybody's smart enough to figure this out, you know, in 2024, right? I mean, back in 2008, we could kind of like trick people like, oh yeah, we're live. No, we're not. So we're recording this one in that week between Christmas and New Year's. You're getting ready to leave for Walt Disney World in about 48 hours. So we're we're seeing the crowds at the peak of of uh, of height of the year down at Walt Disney World. We've also seen some kind of rough weather. Like today, as we're recording, a lot of heavy rain. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like it's moving out. So thank goodness for that, because I hate that. You know, because everybody looks forward to the vacation in your mind's eye when you're looking at it six months out, three months out. You're always looking at sunny skies, blue blue skies, yep. puffy clouds, and 75 degrees. And that's not what it was today. So it's kind of, it's a shame and I hate to see that. But what are your, your feelings 48 hours out? Because again, you're kind of in that mode where you're trying to make sure you don't forget your chargers and your packing, but you're obviously monitoring wait times and all that kind of stuff. So how are things looking at this point in the vacation, pre-vacation? Well, for pre-vacation, my most nervous thing is the thing you're just talking about was the weather. Like I... It's too, I couldn't like pack like a week ago or a few days ago because like the weather like is so unpredictable and marathon weekend is always a challenge too because of the races, you know, like do you need more shorts, more shoes, things like that. So it's always kind of a challenge you go in the pack for, especially when you tie it into like a we're going to have like a six, seven day vacation before it too. Um, but the weather is making me a little shaky because like the lows are, are look like they're in the mid 40s where the highs go that. like in the high 60s to 70s. So like it's not going to be like a july vacation right where you know like i'm just taking t-shirt short sleeves and shorts you know like i'm gonna have to have some jeans and maybe some sweatshirts too so we're gonna be checking a lot of luggage i feel like for this one i don't know how you feel about it no i love that actually i kind of like this kind of weather it's because it's different right i mean you actually get to wear different clothes than just the t-shirts and shorts like you do most of my vacations because we tend to travel in the summer um i did paul like i have to say it was a baller move on my girls so and it just, it was totally random because I was just thinking of, I got to get some stuff done, you know, and I just happened to be messing around on my phone And every year, of course, on Amazon, I order the cheapest order of sweatpants and the cheapest sweatshirts, right? Amazon basics are even cheaper than that, like fruit of the loom or something. So I get four pair of sweatpants and four pair of sweatshirts to wear to the corrals. And then I chuck them, but you know, as the race starts, and usually I don't even wear them for the 5k. Like I'll just wear something under cause you're not out there super long for the 5k. But I get four and, you know, if I need them, I have them and I pack those. Like, as you say, like you're packing a ton of stuff as what made me think about it. But they got delivered in these big boxes to our porch on Christmas Eve morning. 
And so they're just sitting on the front porch, right? And the girls are like, there's, there's two big boxes on the front porch. Amazon just dropped them off. I'm like, ooh, eh, let's leave them out there. And they're just like, shouldn't you bring them in? I'm like, eh, eh, that's fine. Like, what, what, <laughs> if, what if like there's porch pirates? I'm like, eh, Joe could be on them if they take it. It's not a big deal. You know, because they're thinking it's like something super valuable. You know, I'm thinking I mean, the joke would be on a porch pirate, right? They're going to get four of the cheapest pair of sweatpants if they grab that box. And they're probably thinking it's like a PS5 or something. So I was yeah. just like, I'm just letting this play out as long as I can. And like, we went to my in-laws. I was left them sitting on the front porch the entire time. And <laughs> they didn't get stolen. But yeah, yeah, it is one of those times you really got to think about what you're going to pack. Because you're right. You got to bring at least two, three pair of sneakers in case like it rains on the 5K. You don't want to wear wet ones for the 10. It, it is a, it's a hassle. But it's, I think by this point, a lot of the runners, we've done it many times. So you kind of have it down to a science. You just got to just not forget things. Yeah. And it sounds great because we go a lot during really hot times. So it's actually the concept of like, wearing jeans and like a polo like sounds really nice you yeah, know? yeah <laughs> you know, I agree. Like, not worrying about like pouring in sweat the second you get out of your room so that's gonna be a little different but not to get off subject here but that story you just told was great and it reminded <laughs> me of one christmas when i was oh i don't know like 15 to 20 years ago my dad had a package delivered on christmas morning like the male lady was like oh i found this buried in the back of my truck and i just wanted to make sure you had it on christmas it was like gift for him it was just something for himself like <laughs> he, felt so, he felt so bad like oh my god i can't believe she like went out of her way on christmas day to like bring this package that she thought was like for a christmas gift and it was just something for him but <laughs> that's just what made me think of your story with the christmas you just, Eve. that's you, funny. you never know where you're gonna find christmas magic i'm just saying yeah. i mean sometimes accidents make uh make the stories so all right so we're gonna jump into some uh some listener questions here and we have one here that came to the inbox again please send these to mike at beerguestpodcast.com we've been getting more and more to the email which i sure appreciate because that gives us chance to kind of get these in the queue and get them ready to go and paul says mike Listening to the podcast over the past few weeks and months, I realized that you and Scott have been talking a lot around a topic that I think needs its own show or discussion. So I thought since it's us here today, we're going to take this. What is the right amount of Disney, he says. I think this is a great discussion slash question because it has to balance the practical components like flights, PTO, tickets, food, and crowds with the experiences slash feelings side of and festivals, events, running, etc., a lot of your recent discussions have talked about excitement and first time feelings and your Disneyland thoughts. I would love to hear a discussion that hits on the practical side. For example, cost of a week vacation for a family of four, annual passes versus day tickets, flights, etc. versus the feeling you get by planning and going to your vacation. We are a family of four and my thought on the subject is that one eight or nine day stay in a year is perfect for us. Things seem fresh when we go. We are always excited about our trip. We don't have to travel multiple times with young kids and the cost of extending the stay a few night, a few days is much more affordable than two separate stays. Also, the longer stay lets us take our trips at a much slower pace versus a five or six day stay. A few years back, we did a May and a November trip and the turnaround almost felt too short. Like we didn't have the same itchy feeling that we needed to get back. Sure, with yearly trips, we miss out on a thousand different parties and festivals, but we hit the new attractions, shows, and fireworks when they come out yearly. And at this pace, I feel I could have decades more trips and have that same magic feeling. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks, Paul. 
I think it's a super thoughtful email. And I think it brings up a thousand discussion points. Don't you, Scott? Right. Oh, yeah. I, I love the email. And um, there's definitely, I'm excited to tackle this with you because there's definitely like some pros and cons to to a lot of the sides. Like, like for you and me, like we take a lot of trips. Like, and a lot of that is due to where Disney gets us with the festivals, mm -hmm. the run Disney events, parties for like, you know, Halloween and Christmas, like all the seasons. And we end up taking a lot of trips. And to Paul's point, like, like the some sometimes for me is the anticipation of a trip is like the most exciting thing, right? Like the the waiting, like the planning, and like, oh man, I haven't been there in over a year. Like, what how's it gonna be when we go? Like, you don't get that as much when you go like every three months, right? Like, I'm guessing you feel the same way on that, right? No, I'm exactly like that. It's the and I think this is what I try to tell people is that the excitement of a Disney trip if you limit it to how long your trip is. So if you say the excitement of your Disney trip is seven days, cause you're going down to Walt Disney world for seven days, you're missing the, you're missing the point. Like the excitement for me for marathon weekend, which is going to start today and it's going to go through Monday for me. I fly home Monday around lunchtime. Um, it, it's not that like, I've been looking forward to this trip since I booked it, you know, thinking about where we're going to eat, you know, like I, when we get there tonight, we're going to have a meal at, uh, I believe Maya grill, which is yes, one of my favorite yeah. restaurants. So like, I know tonight I'm going to have fajitas and margaritas with friends. And then, you know, we're going to get to go on rides and we're going to do all this, you know, tomorrow and see people at the expo. And it's the anticipation that I've been, you know, when I get on the treadmill in the morning, that's kind of the goal over the past few months to keep me moving forward is these days that are coming and dreaming about the the anticipation of the trip now in the practical sense that paul breaks down he's exactly right so when you think about practical applications you're right it's way more inexpensive to go like one longer trip than to take two because right you're, you're taking out of the equation that we'll think about this two things that he mentioned that come right to mind for me and i want to hear your thoughts on this flights for one thing flights over the past five years have gotten ridiculous so I mean, whether you're staying for a weekend or you're staying for 10 days, you're still taking a flight there and a flight home, right? So if you can do it for 10 days, it, it, it doesn't matter. Like two days or 10 days, you're still taking a flight there and a flight home. So you're maximizing your stay with the flight. So that makes a lot of sense in Paul's, what he's saying there. And also PTO. Now, see, that's different for a lot of people. In my line of work, when I step out of the office, just a little behind the scenes, since I'm an independent contractor with the Magic for Less, like I have to have somebody cover for me. So I tend to get another agent or two or three or five because of my client load. They step in and cover my agent or my guests for me while I'm while I'm on while I'm at the races. And so thank gosh for Ben Lappin, Jeanette, Michelle, uh, Jocelyn. I, I have so many folks that jump in and help out while so I can actually go and run these races. But, you know, sometimes it's easier to do one big chunk than to have to ask five, six, seven times throughout the year because that's a big ask. And, you know, I don't know how it is with you at your work. You know, is it is it easier to ask for one chunk or is it, you know, somebody that's squeaky wheel you want to ask a bunch of times off throughout the year? I, I don't know how that works. Right. Yeah. I was going to talk about the PTO2 thing as well, but I, I really... I mean, Paul is absolutely right. And you just talked about the airline tickets. Like that is one of the biggest costs for any vacation, right? Like if you can't drive or if you're not local to where that is, airline tickets are expensive and family of four he's talking about. So that's, if you take three trips, so say you take like three, four night trips, you know, for, you know, that's 12 nights. 
you're buying airfare three times versus like mm -hmm. the long 12 night stay. And another benefit for the 12 night stay is the luxury of like relaxation. Yeah. And you know? he like, mentioned that. And that is, yeah. that is something that it's hard to quantify, but it's mental. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can't put a price on that. You know, it, it's one of those things I used to say this, Scott, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but it was one of those things I used to always say that I love checking into my hotel room and I don't get this very much because I go for shorter trips for races and stuff. But I loved when the weather would come up on the, on the in-room TV and I would see that I was going to be there longer than the extended forecast, That's like the for the feeling, seven days, it? like I'm going to be longer than that forecast shows on my check-in day. Something yeah. about that made me happy. Yeah, you could just, yeah, exactly. You can take advantage of just the enjoying the resort, right? The enjoying like pool time. Like you don't feel the pressure of having to rope drop every day or what, what not. Um, that is so valuable to a vacation. And another thing too, like say you're saving money on not having three flights, you can um, stay at a more expensive resort perhaps, right? You know, mm -hmm. maybe you can splurge a little bit there or, I mean, you can still save costs, right? You can just do a whole 10 days at pop because that's a lot of fun too. Like I know we've done that plenty of times. But if you know, like, hey, I'm going to just do this one trip. We're not going to buy as many airline tickets this year. Maybe splurge to a moderate or a deluxe, even if you do a split stay for a few nights and just enjoy the resort and don't do park tickets when you're at the deluxe resorts. So it just gives you that that freedom of flexibility for vacation, which when you're cramming three or four night trips, and that's just tough to do. <laughs> it really is. I think, too, um, what, what, what Paul's saying kind of also, I don't know if he's saying it directly, but I think he's implying this is that that old phrase, the kind of absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? That yeah. if you're hopping down and, and I, I get it right, because like you said, it's fun to go to. I love Festival of the Arts. You know, that, that's a fun festival. And I love getting a piece of like Flower and Garden. That's your favorite festival. It's great to get out of, uh, you know, Michigan. Oh, yeah. And in. March when it's been dreary for the last, you know, 120 straight days and get to see the green and feel the sun on your face and all that. I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, I see some brown this yeah. time of year, but like I have not seen the sun, it seems like in days. Like, Which I mean, so I get the, right, but I mean, you know, if you haven't gone in a year, like it, it almost just amps up everything, right? I mean, you, you just even passing under, you know, when you get onto property, because I, I get that, right? And I mean, I hate to be this, but like, when I go three or four times in a year, because like I'll go down for like something for the agency or, you know, we get invited to a social media thing every once in a while. And I, you know, that year I get to go like three or four times. I, I I've noticed like I've passed under those on property, you know, signs and I didn't get as jazz as normal. And, and that, that's a problem. Like, because I am a Disney nut and like the last few times I've gotten excited again, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to watch you know where that. you really have that feeling. Mike is sorry to interrupt is you get that feeling every time you go to Disneyland. Well, I mean, I've only been there. there. I've only been there twice at this point and going back again this week, which I'm blessed to get to do that or, you know, for, for the races. That's how I feel when I go to Disneyland. I can't I just, stand like, it. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm like, my stomach is just like a butterfly. It's like, Oh my God. Like this is, this is great. Cause like, I don't go, I go there once a year at most. Um, some, some years I take a, a year off from Disneyland. So like, that's how I feel all the time when I go there. Cause I never go there more than, more than once a year. And that's exactly kind of what Paul is saying about like <laughs> the excitement levels, like through the roof for me when, every time I go to Disneyland. Um, but yeah. So I, I did kind of want to talk about the PTO thing too, cause that's kind of tricky for me. Um, cause I tried to take advantage of like, I call them like bank holidays or, you know, like all those holidays that, that we get like in the corporate world. And that's kind of why I like to take multiple trips in a way too. Like I'll look at the calendar and be like, okay, 
4th of July is on a Thursday. If I go down the Wednesday before, I might be able to do a half a day, like work a half a day of work or whatever, and then I can get that holiday, then I have the weekend. So I try to like look around that. So I take advantage of weekends and holidays that bump up against a weekend. So sometimes taking those shorter trips actually works out better for me from a PTO standpoint, because I'm just taking like two days of PTO and get like a six day trip, you know, kind of a deal, you know? So like, that's why I like to, that's another reason why I chop up days kind of. You've that always been the master of that. I mean, I've always noticed that you've always kind of like, yeah, taking advantage. See, as a school teacher, I never really worried about that because you always went over the summer, you know, that's because you, you couldn't, you couldn't take off days that had joined like days like that as a teacher. Like you just weren't allowed yeah. to, that was kind of against the rules because you got summer vacation. That was, I guess that's kind of how the district told us that was the trade off, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't do, <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't take like Martin Luther King day and then you, you have to be at school on Tuesday, you know, like, you, mm-hmm. and you couldn't be gone the Friday before Martin Luther King day. Like it didn't used to be that rule, but I think a lot of teachers started doing what you did. And then what happened was they had to get a thousand subs, you know, cause people were taking like four or five day weekends, you know, button yeah. up to like president's day and it became a problem. I was, I was probably one of them. Cause I do remember taking a cruise over Martin Luther King day weekend, like my second year teaching. And I called in sick from the ship, <laughs> but my, my principal told me, my principal told me to, she's like, as long as you call in sick, I was like, Oh, I can call in sick. It'd yeah. I can from, do that. It'll be from pork and <laughs> Yeah. So that's something I tried to do. And I mean, you can make that work for long trips too. So I did that over, um, a, the BR guest podcast cruise last year. So my company had a half a day the day before 4th of July and we had 4th of July off. So like, that was like a, a really short week. Right. So that was like a, like a two and a half days of PTO I had to take off or three and a half. Then I took the Friday before and the Monday after. So I had like a nine or a 10 night trip and only used four and a half days of PTO. So, so you kind of have to be creative with that. Like I know you, your line of work is a little different, right? You just got to make sure you got coverage, things like that. I mean, I had to make sure I have coverage too, but I just have a certain allotment of days that I can have. So like, I treat that like, like money <laughs> like that is like, I mean, that is really valuable to me. So I just t- try to time it right so that I'm taking advantage of like weird holidays and such as long as my co-workers are okay with it too and they're not traveling as well i want to keep it fair that i'm not right, always right. the one taking those those, those days off and it, it works out really well so that you can get more value out of it so that's something i would think about too when you're taking either the short trips or even those long trips that paul is talking about try to try to work it around a, like a time of year that that where you might get less pto days but the problem with that too mike as you learned most people have those days off too, and they're all going to the same yeah, place. Yeah, that's, what, I'm saying. that's what I was thinking because if you do that, like that, you're going President's Day, Martin Luther King Day, your bank holidays is when everybody goes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's, and see, like with my line of work, I mean, just in, you know, every, everything's got negatives and positives, right? Everything does. Like, but like what I do, if I am not working, I am not making money. Like, I have no paid days. I have no PTO. Like, the, that's just because I work for myself, right? So, if I'm not working, like I, I, like when I was a teacher, like I got paid for the summer, right? I mean, that's yay, that was great. The line of work I make, I do where if I'm not working, I am making zero dollars. So that's a trade off, right? So you got to kind of bank it and budget and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's fine, but it's one of those things like, you know, you might think, oh, yeah, he's got a great job because, you know, he can go do whatever he wants because he works from home. But it, it is one of those things, right? I mean, you don't have, I don't have PTO. So, you know, I got to balance that too. I can work from anywhere, but I got to work too. The, here's the other thing I want to address with um, Paul's question. With ki- younger kids, I think it would be better for younger kids to go like once a year because I think 
you know, it, it is kind of different to get them out of their comfort zone. And vacation can be hard on like six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. And I think if you take them a lot, maybe they don't appreciate it as much. I think it's cool for like, say like, you know, young adults that are single, you know, do go every month. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have the means, that's something you have a blast. You know what I'm saying? Rock out. If you have the means go for every festival. I, I think that's a, that's a de demographic that it's totally fine. That's different. But younger kids, once a year is probably plenty, I would say. And because you can yeah, see would, all the new I would, stuff. I would agree with that too. And honestly, like that's how our first few trips were until we became annual pass holders. And God, I, it's just funny to look back on those early how different we vacation now, right, Mike? But um, I loved that. I loved, I loved only having to pull Emily out of school once a year because that's another challenging thing. Like maybe when they're that six, seven, eight, nine, it might be easier to pull them out more than just once a year. But like. Um, when they started getting to like late middle school and high school, like it's tough. Like your kid doesn't even want to go sometimes because like, oh my God, I'm going to have to make three more days of a homework. I'm already hearing it from my kid right now for when we're at Disneyland. Um, so that's, yeah, I like that idea though. Like just do like the one week, work it out with the teacher and things like that. If it's during the school year and then, then you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. I think it's pretty nice. I think if you take young kids too much, they, you know, again, it's, it's, it's age appropriate, right? They, they won't appreciate it. You know, like you got to keep it, especially for younger kids, super special. Like you give them just a, just enough that yeah. they, that they get a taste of it, but then you go they home. get a certain height level. So now like next year right. you can do this attraction. Whereas now like, Hey, in a couple months from ago, you'll be able to get a new one. They like build it up so that there's more thing, new things for them to do each year. And I mean, I like we're kind of guilty. We're kind of guilty of this with our, our kids, right? Because I mean, I it, I our kids, I mean, think about it. Like our kids have been on all the cruise ships, you know? And I mean, we, we, and, and a lot of our audience, like, I mean, we, you want to spoil your kids, right? You want to give your kids. Cause I mean, like I've said this on the podcast many times, I didn't go on a, va I went on one vacation the entire time I lived at home with my parents. We went to Walt Disney world once because my dad caught a major league pitcher in the off season. And he flew us to Florida for spring training so we could drive his van from Clearwater where they had spring training up to Philadelphia after spring training. So he gets two poodles up to, up to his house when this, when the season started. And so we did that. And so we spent a half a day at the magic kingdom and it rained. And so that was my one vacation with my family, um, down in Clearwater. And so I didn't vacation. So as a parent, what do I want to give my kids? You know what I didn't have. And so like I've overcompensated, try to give them everything, you know, I wanted to go to Disney world. So I've taken them a bajillion times, probably gone 180 degrees the wrong way, you know, and here I am doing the show and all this stuff, but it is a balance, you know? And I think sometimes you just gotta, you don't want to give them too much to where they don't appreciate what they have. Because I mean, I remember like Mallory growing up in a public school and we lived in kind of a, you know, not kind of a lower socioeconomic area where we taught in Mallory's perspective on things was things was so different than the rest of her class. Like she thought everybody went to Walt Disney world, like every six months and like hardly anybody in her class had ever been to Walt Disney world. Yeah. And she didn't understand that, you know, was, we had to explain that to her like in second and third and fourth grade. So you got to be careful of that kind of stuff too. For, you definitely do for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a great conversation. I love what Paul's saying. Um, it's interesting with our like hardcore audience, right? Cause they're the ones that are like going to go like three or four times a year. I know, the festivals. I know. But, but like, I think about like the years where we just done the one trip, it was kind of like the Disneyland trip. Like that was like great vacation, like a couple summers ago because we just stayed on site, stayed for like eight or nine nights, you know? And like, that is just the longer the trip, it just feels like more like vacation where it's less 
days it feels more like work. I kind of I kind of say sometimes because yeah. you're you're focusing more on like getting all this stuff done and not focusing more on what I think is more important, which is just like relaxing and spending time with the family. And I literally cannot wait to do a Disneyland vacation with your family again, just like we did it that summer because mm-hmm. we spent Fourth of July out there. We had a lot of time and we just had a blast. I mean, because we're doing a cruise this summer, but maybe next summer, like I just want to do that again because it was it was truly vacation. There were no races. There was nothing but having fun. You know, we we went and had good meals. We saw the Main Street Electrical Parade up close. We I mean, and we just did everything. It was just it was just pure. And I mean, again, it was my first time at Disneyland. It's like everything. I was just a kid in a candy store, but I still will be out there. But it oh, was yeah. just uh, unreal. Like, I just want to do that again. And I could totally do a week out there again. Oh, I do, too. So I don't fun. know. Summer 2025 might be a crazy one because that's the this is so crazy thing. Emily will be graduated from oh, high school. my God. That's <laughs> and we might do like a crazy like European thing. I don't know yet. But man, we'll I, figure I, it out. I just want to do it all. I just want to do it all. You know, pretty soon we we'll both be empty. We need to win the lottery, Mike. Well, I mean, just think about like in three or four years, we'll both be empty nesters, man. We'll have uh, a. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Why is stop? We got to stop. Oh my God. Stop. Okay. We're going on to the next question. Paul, thanks for taking us down that road. No, yeah. great question though. And you know, it, it, it really does make you think because there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's so many positives to going down and seeing every festival because every festival has so many great fun things to do, but you're right. If you don't get to, you might say, Oh, it's terrible. Cause I haven't got to go for 18 months, but you know what, when you go back after 18 months, it's going to be awesome because you're going to have so many new things. You're going to have missed it so much. Like that passion, that fire is going to be back in your heart again. That's a, I love that word, the passion and fire behind it. You're absolutely right. And that just misses when I'm going to go for marathon weekend and then I'm going to go for spring break, which is going to be a nice slow. That's I'm doing one of those long vacations, but it's going to be like, wow, we were just here two months ago. You know, like ah, maybe I should spread that out a little bit more. <laughs> what about going coming home for two days and then going to Disneyland? <laughs> Coming Touch home for go. two days and going out west. But at least we're going to Disneyland. Yeah. I cannot. I hate to say this, but I'm so excited to go to Disneyland. But one, I'm glad that we're not running as far at Disneyland. That helps, that does help. Like, I'm just glad there's not a full marathon out there. That's just God bless America for that. Okay, Bob, my good friend Bob, who I book at the Magic for Less, had this question. It's about magic bands, and I saved this one for a show when you were on because I really don't know the answer to this one. I thought you might. You might not though. He says, Mike, I have a magic band from two years ago that I suspect will still work. Does my granddaughter's magic band from four years ago still have a chance of working? If so, I have a follow-up question. Her actual magic band is too small for her now. Are there replacement bands that would fit her old school? He calls it button, but it's the puck. I think that's the term they use. Uh, from the middle of the band, I assume it's removable. I see screws, which appear to hold it in place, Bob. Okay. So I gave Bob some advice, but what would you say to this? Because a f- two years old, I say, yes, probably working for, yeah, I, I, would, would, I would, I would be confident that a two year old magic band would work. Yeah, yeah. Before you're getting close, I would say, right. Four is a stretch. And I'm trying to think what version magic band is that? Um, cause Four would not like be a third plus. magic band plus. Is that what it's called? I don't even know. What yeah, it's I think called they're called plus now, and I don't think that yeah. would be a plus because I think four years ago they were still just like magic bands. Yeah, but then there was like a magic band, and then went up a up a level. That's too. true. That's right. There was kind of an interim one that was a different. That's the problem yeah. is the puck might be a different shape now. I didn't think it about could that. Could be. Yeah. Um, I like what Vero Mike is saying. Like, I kind of like just buying a new magic band because that, yeah. that's kind of fun too, right? Like 
have the granddaughter pick out the band that they want to wear, you know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm trying to remember what the light time was that because they used to say like, oh yeah, this will work for I think it was like two to three years is kind of what they, they yeah. said. I think yeah. it said two to three. So I think the four year old one might be a little bit too old. What I always tell guests, here's here's the advice I give at the Magic Plus: take your magic bands that you're not sure if they're gonna work, and if they work boom bonus you don't have to buy anything you're fine but if they don't you can buy a magic band everywhere it it walt disney world and in every kind of uh, you know character color you know you can find you know whatever you want and there's yeah. i mean none of them are super cheap but you can find least expensive ones and you can spend a lot of money on them if you want to get a blinged out fancy one too so i just kind of like you said bring it see what happens but let your granddaughter you know splurge yeah we just talked about spoiling your kids spoil your granddaughter that's what i'd do i like that all right here's a, uh, a comment from scott wartman he's one of our lizards and uh it, it goes back to that qu- the show we did about sticker shock oh i and, wasn't on that episode but that was kind of funny because we were talking about like a sticker shot like the episode before I yeah think. i think it was boma for both of us yeah. uh yeah. new year's eve he says, comment if you have time on the show. Do you remember this? My sticker shock actually came uh, from your call-in show. After COVID, Run Disney races went on sale fast and furious almost every Tuesday for months in advance. During your conversation, one of you said in fun, just register and it would be like cheap insurance for a great weekend. I took your advice and after the races, merchandise, rooms and dining, I continue to watch the interest build up on monthly monthly on my credit card. However, the run Disney slam was worth it. Merry Christmas or well, happy new year, Scott Wartman. So yeah, he gave it a shot and uh, joined uh, run Disney and did all the races and all that. That is some sticker shock though, man. Cause like, if you don't know, like if you listen to the podcast and we're talking about, and you're a runner and you hear us talking about run Disney registration and how fun the races are, you're probably thinking like, Oh yeah. I, I do local races, you know, like, yeah, let me, let me sign up for one of those. And you might have like a number in mind, like what a local race is. And then you go to register for a run Disney one. And you're like, holy cow. Like that is a serious sticker shock. It's absolutely sticker shock. Especially if you're doing more than one race. Oh I mean, God. your best bang for the buck is the marathon. Cause it is. I mean, if you want to think about cost per mile. Like, yeah, okay. There you go. I was gonna say, yeah, it is. If you're willing to be in pain. Yeah. Pain, but yeah, it is a good deal, and you don't have to sign up for that one usually the first day. That's usually the last one because people that had done it before, are like, do I want to do that again? That's how I did yeah. my first one. Um, Jocelyn was signed up for the full marathon, and I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And this was like November or something, like two months before. And she's like, I mean, it was like a few because I did train a little bit, so maybe it wasn't November. I don't know. It was just crazy that it was like that late in the registration. You could still just go in and sign up for the marathon. Kind of nuts. Crazy. How about last question of the day? Here we go. Tara's got a question. It says Festival of the Arts. Hey, podcast crew. I've been a listener for almost four years, and I'm so happy to have found you. I feel like we relate so many things uh, to so many things and that we're friends. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Tara. We appreciate that so much. My husband's son and I are traveling to the world January 6th to the 13th. Well, hey, hope to see you down there. And to visit my daughter, who is nearly halfway through her college program experience as a ride attendant in Fantasyland. We can't wait to see her and experience the parks through her eyes as a cast member. Well, make sure you tell her thanks from all of us for making the magic for us because we couldn't do it without the cast members. For sure. That's awesome. 
And I wonder which attraction in fantasy. I'm going to say Peter Pan. I think they rotate, don't they? Uh, they bit? probably do. Like, I swear, like, because, like, the <laughs> uniform is kind of, like, the same as, like, small real that it is as Peter Pan's flight, you know? So I think some of them kind of rotate. We're talking about that on Friday, but we spoiler. Might be. spoiler. Okay. Um, uh, she continues. It's been a long-standing dream of mine to go to the Festival of the Arts at Epcot. Well, it can't be that long of a long-standing because it's a new festival. But I, either way, I like it. Medium-standing uh, dream, which kicks off the last day of our trip on January 12th. Does the festival take place in both Future World and World Showcase? And do you know what time of the day the festival events usually begin? We're considering attending Magic Kingdom's after-hour party the night before, and would prefer to roll up to Epcot mid to late morning. Ricky hours. Um, just going to come. Yeah, I know, right? But since this is the only day we can attend the festival, I want to make sure to experience as much of it as we can. It's been on my bucket list since it was announced in 2017. Holy cow, 2017? I was thinking this was like 2019. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah wow. it's been going on for a while. Holy smokes. Man, time goes fast when you get old. Uh, do you have any suggestions on what not to miss experiences for the festival or Magic Kingdom after hours party? And good luck to all the Run Disney Marathon racers who will be in the world January 3 to 7. We arrive Saturday, staying at Old Key West. How does the marathon affect the parks and the crowds? Again, any suggested tips is much appreciated. Happy holidays. Wish you a magical day. Tara's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. All right. Hope to see you down there. Old Key West, make sure you have Olivia's for me. Buttermilk chicken all the way. And if you need to borrow Scranton, my, if you need Scranton, to borrow PA home the office, is it? Oh, that's right. I've never seen it, but that's and home of Marlissa. If Marlissa listens and we don't mention, mention her, that's right. Scranton, we're going to be in trouble. So yes, give her, give her <laughs> shout a out to Marlissa. Too. That's right. That's super loud. And uh, let's really? see. So uh, what was it? Buttermilk chicken. And if you need to use my ordinary guy from the Midwest card, just let me know. I'll be down there. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I got that sucker. Okay. So uh, what was your questions? So, so we had the Festival of the Arts, and then she had a question about Marathon Weekend crowds. Which one do you want? Which so one let's you talk Festival with? of the Arts. Does it take place in both World Showcase and F Future World? We're going to go with the old um, terms. It, it sort of does. I mean, the the bulk is going to be in Future World, and and if she's ever been to, Tara's ever been to any other festivals, like you're going to have those food booths set up yep. throughout, kind of like a flower and garden, food and wine kind of a deal. Um, but they've, as you know, Mike, they've kind of been expanding some of these other festivals to be like kind of in Future World. Um, so there are some things in future world, like the, the popular pop eats is kind of like, right. As you're like approaching future world, uh, what do you call that? What do you call that little walkway when you come from like future world up to. Yeah. World they Token? need, they need to give it like a lane, like a name, like, yeah, uh, like, like Epcot lane or something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Totally. Know. I was trying to describe that on the show I did earlier today. I, I don't know yeah. what that's called. It's like the connector. Yeah. The connector. I, like I don't that. know. <laughs> so like the pop eats is kind of like off to the side there. Let's. Where they kind of have that, like sometimes they do like a grilled cheese and soup that they're kind of known for, for Festival of the Arts and like that cake um, that's kind of well known. So you kind of see that off to the side. There's kind of some stuff on the like Guardian side, like a couple food boots and, and things like that. But the bulk is going to be in um, in World Showcase where you have the food boots and you have the art boots. Yep, uh, yep. This is Festival of the Arts. So like I bought a couple art pieces there. It's so great, um, especially if you're going to be early on, like that first day or two, they're going to have some of those artists on hand. So you might be able to get a piece that one of them might even sign for you or just chat with them about art. Because, I mean, these artists like love what they do, right? So they're happy to talk about what inspires them and things like that. So it's really cool to just like talk to the artists. Um, and then sometimes there's the shows, right? Like they have like Broadway shows. I don't know off the top of my head, Mike, because I've only been to a festival a few times. If 
they're every day or not, or if that's like a weekend thing, you know, they, I think they have something every day. Cause I know like even on the days they didn't have like a big headliner, they had like Mariachi Cobra, like in America gardens theater. Cause I love them. And so that's yeah. good enough for me. Like I love seeing them perform. Yeah. So but yeah, I, I say do it. I know uh, she mentioned like the after hours event the night before, which I'm super jealous of. Those are like some of my favorite events. But yeah, I say make your way over to Ep Epcot the next day. You'll probably see a lot of vloggers and bloggers and podcasters around because they're trying to get, you know, material for their for their brand and their their followers. But um, it's still a good time to go. So I definitely would recommend checking it out. One of the things too not to miss the 3D sidewalk chalk art, which is in the connector. We're going to call that the connector from now on between Future World and World <laughs> Showcase. Oh, I love that it. That ends between the two, two stores there, like the World Traveler. I can't and, wait till uh, there's a Disney Parks blog article that comes out, like renaming what that yeah, is. It's the connector. Because now you got the Walt statue, like yeah. at the end of that. Yeah, Walt's, so, like, Walt's, looking, have a name. Walt's staring down the connector. Walt Avenue. It's He's <laughs> staring down at uh, the American Adventure, the connector. Um, but that's what it is from henceforth. <laughs> but yeah, right. But if you look over there, you'll see the, the folks doing the chalk art and it's amazing. I mean, it looks 3D. Like it looks like you could fall down in a well, you know, but it's just, yeah. it's just chalk art. It's in it. The fact then that there's the wall temporary. art you can participate too. Like sometimes yep. it's like, paint you paint by like pixel. a square or two that's yeah. like big man or like another character. Like that's a lot of fun to do too. It's a great festival just to wander. Like, I mean, it just, just walk through the park and you'll have yeah, the, the weather. Oh the weather is usually so great. It is. It's such a good festival. There's such good stuff to eat. It's so And pretty. they're so smart when they do that. Like, cause I've only been like once or twice and that's because they kick you out there from oh, Earth. Right. Weekend, I know. So. I know. They, dang. It, I was there in, I was there in 2021 when there was no marathon weekend. Yep. And then I think I was there another year because I went down a week early for Princess. So I got to see the last weekend of it. It's a great festival. It usually ends right when Princess weekend starts. They're, great they're smart about that. All right. Well, we're going to jump out of here, but oh, we're going to yeah, be back. One last question oh, go, real quick, Mike. Uh, uh, go. It was just about the parks and crowds over Marathon Weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it might the, the crowds might feel a little heavier, like, but runners... The people doing the races aren't necessarily like doing attractions, you know, nope. they're like, they're staying off their feet. They might go to the parks to do like some photo opportunities or just to like chill a little bit, but I don't think wait times really increase that much. It might feel more crowded, but like, it's not really going to impact you. I do recommend if you're going to the parks on that Saturday or Sunday during the half marathon, the full marathon, just, just pack some patience with transportation. There's going to be some roads closed. Um, maybe take the buses. They'll have back ways that they can use, yep. but it might take a little bit longer to get to some of those destinations, but it's going to be fine. And if you happen to be at Epcot on Sunday, sure on those full marathoners, they're going to, they're going to love seeing you out there cheering. Absolutely. That is, yeah. If you can be there, it's, uh, there's nothing better than seeing people finish a marathon. It's crazy. It, it, it seriously, but it inspired me the first time way before I ever thought of doing a marathon, just watch people come in at Epcot. It's so cool. So if you can check it out. Great tips there. All right. Now we're going to jump out here. We're going to be back again on Friday. We're going to do some mini drafts. So hang with us on that. It's going to be a shorter show, but we're going to just do, run through some drafts and have some fun and get your feedback on that. So stay tuned for that. All right. Show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. You know where to find us. We'd love to help you plan a great vacation to a Disney destination over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our Patreon supporters. You guys make all this possible. You can support us as well, starting just $5 a month, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give, Fadis, uh, give Scott a follow on the socials at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. He's down there right now. Great content coming out there. So check him out, Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike arriving right now as well. 
So follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and threads. Same places for Scott. No live calling show this weekend. We'll be out at Disneyland, but uh, follow along all the adventures there. All right. We'll be back again on Friday with another fresh show. Might be a little shorter, but it's going to be fun. So for Scott, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.